Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. Hi, I'm Phil Hughes. And I'm Jen Doherty. We're the creators of The Workshop Presents. And you're listening to Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show Season 3, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We're going to go ahead and talk about movies, TV, and read some fiction. If you want to get hold of the show, you can go ahead and go to Facebook.com, Aaron's Horror Show, or you can go to Twitter.com, Aaron Horror Show, or you can go ahead and send us an email at Aaron's Horror Show at gmail.com. Uh, you can also go ahead and support the show by going to Patreon.com forward slash Aaron Frail. Thank you so much for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. What do we have today? We have Orion. So, quick recap on Orion. Uh, basically, he's been experiencing multiple lives. Uh, one where he's kind of in the Middle Ages, another where he's in Roman times. Uh, and then, you know, he has this uh, life one, life two, life three. And then every time he lives that life again, he calls it life... Uh, 1.1, Life 1.2, and so on and so forth. So this uh, particular chapter is called Life 2. Point Star. Life 2 was always my favorite. Grimwalt was an asshat, and it would always end in some form of torture, but I got to see the princess right away. I also got to spend some time between meeting her on the road and the tournament doing something other than fighting towards my own demise. Sure, my father would always find me and drag me back home for a beating, but the time between the princess and the beating was my own. I didn't even figure out how my father found me, but he always did. In Life 2.34, I decided to go into town and drink the night away. Sure enough, my father showed up at the tavern and dragged me away. In Life 2.83, I decided to go to the castle early to see if I could scale the wall and sneak into the princess's bedchamber. Somehow my father found me just as I started to climb the wall and dragged me back home. When it came to free will versus predestination, I had a mixed view. I realized that there were fixed moments in life. I couldn't stop my father from finding me any more than I could reverse the flow of a river. However, free will arose from what I decided to do about the fixed moments. I could swim against the current of the river, fight it, and exhaust myself, or I could just go with the flow and try to navigate the best path downstream. In the case of the tournament, I navigated the intricacies of the event through the benefit of reliving the moments I'd soon forget, like uh, the poop armor. In 2.23, I swapped clothes with a latrine guard and made my way into town. Since I knew Grimwalt would be conspiring to put his son on the throne, I decided to see if I could find the princess. I searched the entire city and asked around. Everyone assumed she was in the center, in the keep, in the center of town. 
I walked up to the keep. It was a large, imposing building. Banners of the king were draped from the stone walls. Flags fluttered in the wind. Two guards stood at the entrance. I sighted to circle the perimeter, looking for a place to climb over. The keep was well guarded. There were lookouts on every tower. Each parapet had a man at attention, while others patrolled every nook and cranny. There was no way I could scale the wall and go unnoticed. So I found a spot in an alley behind a barrel where I could see the entrance and wait for the princess to exit. I figured if I waited long enough, she would emerge. She always seemed to be walking by each time Grimwald showed me my steed, so it stood to reason that if I waited long enough, she would come. So I waited, and waited, and waited some more. I'm not sure how long I sat behind that barrel. I swear the sun should have set and the moon should have greeted me for the night, but there was still no princess. Eventually I just kind of gave up on the idea. I was not impatient. Medieval kids could keep themselves entertained for hours with a stick and felt like they hit the jackpot when they found a rock. I could have waited until the sun turned into a red giant and swallowed the earth, but I figured that I should wait by the horses where I knew she would be. For all I knew, her entourage didn't take her home yesterday and she was coming from the country rather than the keep. When I left my hiding spot, the town seemed to be in the same state I left it in before I hid behind the barrel. The same number of people were gathered in the bleachers, the taverns were stuffed with the same crowds of merrymakers, the fire breathers and jugglers were out in full force. I trekked through the city towards the stables, but before I could find the new hiding spot, a gauntlet grabbed me by the shoulder. It was Grimwald, and the process of being outfitted with shitty armor and a crazy steed began anew. Knowing that Gawain was going to die before I had a chance to face him in combat was frustrating. His death would always get pinned on me. During Life 2.42, I attempted to get to the tournament as quickly as I could. I switched places with a latrine guard, caught my horse, said a quick hello to the princess. But even though I rushed through everything, Gawain slumped and fell off his horse about three seconds before my lance could connect with him. It was frustrating to think I could never shave off those three seconds. In Life 2.153, I even mugged a knight who was traveling towards the castle and showed up in his armor, weapons, and a horse in hopes that I could enter the tournament early. But Grimwalt recognized the crest on my shield and used an excuse to toss me in the dungeon for stealing. The captain of the guard seemed to know every knight of the kingdom. It wasn't until 2.353 that I made some headway on the Gawain problem. In earlier lives, I found out how to get into the exclusive knights club. It was a tent for all the movers and shakers in the knight world. Lancelot and Gawain were there, and so was Grimwalt. The man was toasting fellow knights. At least I knew how he was transferring the poison. To get to the tent, I stole some noble's clothing from a store and paid for a wig from another. Getting enough coin to pay for hair was a complicated story, and maybe it would be better safe for another time. Either way, to get into the exclusive tent, I needed both. Grimwalt would recognize me with just the clothes or just the wig. But when I combined the two, he ignored me as some unimportant noble who was only here to suckle from the king's good fortune. It was an image that I had cultivated during each iteration of entering the tent. By the time I got to 2.353, my nobleman character had a phony accent and elaborate backstory about traveling the high seas in search of the lost spice of Arrakis. I had made friends with Gawain in hopes of warning him away from Grimwald's toast, but he had taken the draught in his personal tent, where the guards would take me down if I tried to follow him. No matter what I told Gawain, he seemed steadfast at continuing the tournament. I even told him he was bewitched and he laughed it off. No matter what I tried, nothing worked. 
It wasn't until I gave up on Gawain and focused on other knights that I began to make some headway. So the Dark Knight turns... I am your father, I told the captive audience. They gasped in shock and awe. Meanwhile, Lord Lando and Princess Leia were gathering their Millennium Falcon horses. Who ever heard of a Millennium Falcon horse? Grimwald scoffed. He was the only one not enjoying my tale from Life 423's favorite movie. You know, I actually saw Star Wars on opening night in, you know, Life 423. Since I was a costume designer for a Doom Broadway play, I came to theater dressed as Chewbacca. You know, I might have started that whole dress-up-as-your-favorite character for the movie craze. Come now, Lancelot said. It is a fantasy tale with mythical beasts. Wookiees may not exist, but we all know men who have hair like them. The group laughed, and Grimald said, Yes, indeed, Sir Lancelot. Come with me and let me toast your fortune in the upcoming tournament. But I haven't even begun the return of the Light Knight. I said, the evil king shows up and can shoot lightning from his fingertips. I want to know how they rescue the rogue Han from the warlord Jabba, Lancelot said, and without knowing it, I had made a change I needed to proceed in the tournament. I never thought saving Lancelot from Grimwald's drink in my previous iterations, because I was too focused on protecting Gawain. For reasons I didn't quite fully comprehend, once I prevented Lancelot from getting dosed with poison, Gawain made it to my lance before keeling over. Once I feeded Gawain, Sir Lancelot fought Grimwald's son and it ended in a draw, and then I got my ass handed me by Lancelot. Hey, Stabby found me in the cart dead hours later. In Life 2.354, I occupied Lancelot with a rousing tale of Iron Man, the Metal Warrior. He was too intrigued by the exotic world of my homeland to drink with Grimwald. I won against Gawain and used my knowledge of where I went wrong with Lancelot to best him in battle. On the third round of combat, I felt dizzy and was bested by Percival. I saw Grimwald grinning from the sidelines as I collapsed. While I waited for Stabby to dig through the card of Fallen Knights, I deduced that my drink was poisoned. The subsequent lives were spent in a cat and mouse game with Grimwald in the tent. I had to make sure he didn't poison me or any of the other knights while I wove tales of popular movies. I was always on guard to keep the two personas going. Since I was a contestant, I got my own personal tent, a fact Grimwald neglected to tell me in my first life. I would dress as myself and go out and fight, then I changed clothes to the foreign traveler between battles. Once I was up to fight again, I'd excuse myself to go see a client before my upcoming matches. If Grimwald caught any wind of this, it was off to the dungeons, and I'd have to wait until the next life. As the client, quote-unquote, I fought many knights. I rose through the ranks, and each time I won, I would smile, bow, and wink at the princess. She would smile back. The crowd loved me. They cheered and cried out my name. Soon each battle was filled with the chant, Orion! 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 The more the crowd loved me, the less Grimwald did. In between matches, he would try to poison, bribe, and undermine me in any way he could. I spent life after life improving in increments. If Grimwald got the better of me, I'd adjust my tactics on the next iteration. If I lost the tournament, I would utilize what I learned in the next battle. The battles got harder and harder as I went through the ranks. Lancelot seemed slow and dull by comparison, even though it was a struggle to best him the first time. It took me more and more lives to make headway in the tournament the farther I climbed towards victory. It was then, when I finally bested the hundredth knight, that I had the most horrible realization of my life. The princess might be always out of reach. Alright, 
That was more Orion. Cool. Well, yeah, we have plenty of other stuff on the uh, Real Paranormal Activity Network. I know, uh, you know, folks take breaks. I've taken a break from this podcast, and I know uh, sometimes Terry, sometimes Aaron, and, you know, sometimes Mr. Patrick Sean Jones always takes breaks, and, uh, you know, I know the movie's coming in and out, but there should always be something on this podcast feed for you. So, yeah, go ahead and check out some of the other shows, and uh, thank you so much for listening. We will get some more Orion soon.